Hey there, community, and welcome to the Providence Podcast. I'm Sister Leslie, and I'm so glad you're here. At Godspace, we have all kinds of ways to stay connected, from small groups to book discussions to ways to pray together. I hope you feel at home and comfortable and that you find your place here in community. I just want to say also how much I appreciate feedback from you all, all of you who email and post on our Facebook page and Instagram. Thanks for being in the conversation and for sharing your thoughts and reflections too. And now we'll do some more reflecting together on this Sunday's readings. We'll begin with our scripture and go from there. reading from the Gospel of Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them, Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country, where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, A severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens, who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here I am, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. While he was still a long way off, His father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered the servants, quickly bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fatted calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast because of this son of mine who was dead has now come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. 
Now the older son had been out in the field and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, your brother has returned and your father has slaughtered the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, look, all these years I served you and did not once disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fatted calf. He said to him, my son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Have you ever lost something that's important to you? Well, I can say for myself that I tend to keep St. Anthony pretty busy, especially when I'm in a hurry. I play a little game with myself called hide and seek with keys. I hide my keys from myself and then, right when it's time to leave to go somewhere, I run around the house in search of them. I think it's more of an attention issue than anything else. The more I have going on, the less I pay attention to where I put things. So then things get lost. Once I even misplaced my ring, the one I received when I made final profession of vows in my community. I searched high and low, through pockets, bags, garbage cans. I tore apart my office. I searched the shower. Then two days later, I pulled the clothes out of my laundry hamper and thunk. There it was on the floor. A sense of relief washed over me. Thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. A miracle. If your parish uses the Year C readings this Sunday, you'll hear the story of the lost son, often referred to as the prodigal son. In the Gospel of Luke, this reading, this story, follows stories about other lost things. First a sheep, and then a coin. You've probably heard this story a thousand times. This so-called prodigal younger son behaves badly. Not only does he demand his inheritance while his father is still alive and well, but he squanders it all in what this translation calls a life of dissipation which is a very unfun way of saying he partied like a rock star until the money was gone. He returns home because he's hungry. He might sound sorry, but that's really just a BS speech he made up. 
and he probably rehearsed it all the way home. The story ends with his sulky older brother complaining. Because he's been good all his life, he thinks he should be rewarded. But this father clearly doesn't care about following the rules. He just wants to be in relationship with his sons. He's extravagant, maybe even wasteful, in how he loves these guys. It seems like neither son is sorry, and neither learns anything. But the father doesn't even care. His big, giant love is not diminished. Full disclosure, I usually identify with the whiny older brother when I read this story. Those of us who follow the rules do deserve a reward, am I right? I could do without the goat, for my friends and I, but some acknowledgement would be nice. On the other hand, I do have it in me to be the bratty younger son, too. I take God for granted. I ignore God's call to prayer. I can blame God when things go wrong, even though it's my own fault. It's easy to identify with either or both of these ungrateful boys, isn't it? However, when I think about what it's like to lose things and to find them, I can kind of see this story from the father's perspective. It's such a relief to find lost things. And those are just objects. I think about some of the things we've lost during the first two pandemic years. Some of these things have been somewhat restored, like we can see loved ones and hang out with friends, maybe even travel. That's a delight and a relief, although sometimes, honestly, it feels a little overwhelming. Some things, though, have not been restored. Many of us lost loved ones during this time. Some lost jobs or lost their savings. Many of us lost a sense of safety and basic trust, naive though it might have been to have it before. Oh, and I don't even know how to understand the sense of loss from people of Ukraine or Afghanistan or other war-torn parts of the world. And I'm sure we're all united with them in praying that all that has been lost will be restored to them soon. What will it be like for them to have families return home, to be reunited with each other, to have their lives back, to have peace? When that happens, I imagine it will feel like a miracle. It will certainly be cause for the utmost height of rejoicing. So speaking of rejoicing, let's get back to our gospel and this father rejoicing because his son is home. Maybe his cause for rejoicing is really the possibility of this relationship being restored. It's clear that he doesn't want another hired hand on the farm. He wants his son back. Also, maybe, with time and intention, the relationship that's also clearly broken with the older son can also be restored. And you know, Jesus has a reason for offering these parables about lost things. It's not just random. 
It's in response to the Pharisees and scribes who are complaining about Jesus' habit of welcoming and eating with sinners. Rather than defend the company he keeps, he tells these stories about the lost and found. I think his listeners, including us, are meant to see that nothing is too small that we don't rejoice over finding it when it's been lost. More to the point, no person is insignificant. For God, everyone is worth finding. No one is beyond reach. No one is irredeemable. And these sinners that Jesus is hanging out with, well, they're not really bad. Maybe they're just a little lost. Human beings are complicated in this. We sometimes need discernment and healthy boundaries and self-protection when relationships break down. However, God, who is infinite mystery, is not complicated in this. God wants us to return no matter what. God loves us whether we're bratty or whiny, searching, wayward, or unfaithful. When we seem lost and return to God, God rejoices. And because God's love is so lavish, there's no reason to be resentful of God's love for someone else. God's love is infinite and boundless. And so God can love all of us extravagantly. I think again of those words we heard on Ash Wednesday. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart. So this was the first day of Lent, this reading from the prophet Joel. And here we are in the fourth week of Lent, and it's not too late. Nor is the fifth week too late, or even the first week of Easter. God doesn't care where we've been or why we got lost, except, I think, to heal us and move us toward wholeness. God just waits patiently until we can be spotted in the distance. And then God runs to meet us, embraces us, and maybe even throws a party. Who knows? So if we feel lost, let's return. Even now with our whole hearts. Amen. And so now, as we do, let's continue our reflection on this reading. Have you ever found something you've lost? What was that like? Like, what was it like to lose it? And what was it like when you found it, if you did? Have you ever reconciled with a loved one? What was that like?
Have you ever reconciled with God? Maybe you felt lost. Maybe you returned. What was that like? What keeps you from returning to God with your whole heart? How have you experienced the indulgent love of God? And what do you need from God right now? Maybe just take a moment to talk with God, and to ask for what you need, and to listen to what God might have to say to you. Thanks for listening to the Providence Podcast. I hope you continue to connect with God's space and, of course, the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky. As you enter this week, may you notice all the ways that God cares for you. And may we all take good care of each other. Peace.